الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وان سيدنا مولانا محمد عبد الرسول اما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في القران المجيد الفرقان الحميد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ان الله عنده علم الساعه ويسر الغيث ويعلم ما في الارحام وما تدري نفس ماذا تكسب غدا وما تدري نفس باي ارض تموت ان الله عليم خبير صدق الله العظيم وصدق رسوله النبي الكريم ونحن على ذلك من الشاهدين والشاكرين والحمد لله رب العالمين respected elders brand islam all praises and worthy of worship is due solely for Allah the originator the sustainer the provider the earth normally people defer and have different opinion regarding every matter people have gone as far as rejecting the oneness of allah rejecting the finality of nabi ali sallallahu alaihi wasallam but there is one subject matter whereby everyone unanimously accept be it a rich person or be it a poor person be it a king or be it a slave everyone accepts and that is death those who inhabited this earth soon or later they left kullu nafsin zaiqatul maut every soul will taste death the nations in the past they lived for many many centuries so allah is asking a question is there anyone that is still alive is there anyone that is still surviving no that is imminent none of us know when and where we will breathe our last there are five things <clears throat> which no one knows except allah the first is Inna Allah عنده علم الساعة When Qiyamah will take place, it's within the knowledge of Allah. وَيُنَزِّرُ غَيْثِ When it will rain, the volume, the quantity, whether the rain will be beneficial or whether it will be harmful, it's within the knowledge of Allah. وَيَعْلُوا مَا فِي الْأَرْحَامِ And what's in the stomach of every pregnant woman each pregnant woman it's within the knowledge of allah whether boy or girl or whether it's a twin it's within the knowledge of allah uma tadri nafsun mada taksibu ghada and no person knows as to how much he will earn for tomorrow 
and وَمَا تَدْرِي نَفْسٌ بِأَيِّ أَرُضٍ تَمُوتٍ And no person knows which part of the earth he will breathe his last. So these five things no one knows except Allah. Once, Suleiman was seated and his people were in front of him sitting. So Malakul Maut came and he began to observe and he began to look at the people that were sitting before Suleiman Malakal Maud then left. So one person from the gathering said to Suleiman who was that person? Suleiman said it was Malakal Maud. So that person said, he was observing, he was, he was watching me very closely. Suleiman then asked him, is there anything that you wish for? Is there anything that you desire for? So he said, send me away to Hind, that is India. Allah blessed Suleiman power over the wind. He was transported to India. Then Malakul Mahud comes to Suleiman and says, O Nabi of Allah, I was commanded to extract his soul in India, Hind. But I was surprised to see him sitting in your gathering. Therefore, none of us know when and where will, our, will the angel of death extract our soul and where we will breathe our last. In the 15th night of Shaban takes place, then Malakal Maud is given a list of all those who are to pass on during the course of the year. We find a person is intending to travel abroad. A person is intending to get married. <clears throat> or a person is intending to expand his business. Little realizing very soon his janaz will be carried. And not a day passes by, respect the elders, not a day passes by, whereby the angel of death, Malakal Maud, does not visit our homes three times. And when a person's time is up, then the angel of death, Malakal Maud, he extracts the person's soul, his wife, his children. His near and dear ones, they begin to cry. Malakal Maud then holds the door of the house and he says, I did not shorten his lifespan, no. Neither I snatched his sustenance. I was commanded to extract his soul. And Malakal Maud then says, I will continue coming. I will continue coming until none of you will remain. The Hassan Basir says, if people could only hear, listen to the message and to the announcement of Malakal Maut, they will leave the deceased person and they will cry over their own selves. And the angel of that Malakal Maut 
does not require permission from anyone to enter any palace, any mansion, or any hut. He is not afraid of anyone, be it a tyrant person or be it an oppressive person. No. It's written of a person who was very oppressive. He was in privacy with his wife. Just then he seen an angel, a stranger entering his home. He ran towards him in anger. Who gave you permission to enter my house without permission? So the stranger said, the owner of the house. And I don't require permission from anyone. And I'm not afraid of any tyrant or any oppressive person. So when the owner of the house heard this, he said, are you Malakal Maut? Are you the angel of death? Malakal Maut, the angel of death said yes. When he heard this, he was gripped with fear. He began to tremble. He then said to Malakal Maut, allow me that amount of time that I may write my will. Malakal Maut said to him, too late. You had all the time to do whatever you wanted to. Whatever, whatever you wished. Now your time is up. Where will you take me then? I will take you towards your actions and deeds that you have sent forth. He then said, but I did not perform any virtuous act and deed as such. Malakal Mo then said to him, fine, then you will be taken towards the blazing fire of Jahannam which will burn your skin and rip it off. Malakal Mo then snatched his soul and he fell dead. Similarly, it's written of a person who was very oppressive, very tyrant. Malakal Mo, after he had extracted his then the angels asked Malakal Mo, the angel of death, that you extracted many people's soul. Did you feel pity to anyone whose soul whom you have extracted? Malakal Mo said, there was a woman in the jungle alone. She had given birth to a baby boy. I was then commanded to extract the soul of this woman. After I had extracted her soul, Malakal Mo then said, What's going to happen to this newly born baby? What's going to happen to this baby boy, newly born, in this jungle, all alone? Who's going to take care of this, of this baby boy? The angel then said to Malakal Maut, That person whose soul you have extracted was most tyrant, most oppressive, was the very same baby in the jungle whom you felt pity for. Malakal Maud then turns towards Allah. He praises Allah. He glorifies Allah. And he says, oh Allah, you know your creation the best. In the contrary, Malakal Maud happened to meet a person, a servant of Allah, who was on his way, on his journey, Malakal Mo then 
greet him by saying assalamu alaikum this person the servant of allah replied wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullah malaka then said i want to tell you something so he said by all means malaka mot said i am the angel of death so the servant of allah said for a lengthy period i be waiting for you malaka mot said to him fulfill and do complete whatever task you have so his reply was there isn't anything more dearer to me more loving to me than meeting my allah malaka mot said to him i been instructed i been told to fulfill whatever you wish and whatever desire you have he then said allow me to perform two rakat of salah in sajda extract my soul which malaka mot did when a believer respected allah when a believer when he's breathing his last when he sees the angels of mercy and when he sees the bounties the damsels the hordes of jannat the clothing the fruit the mansion which inshallah he will dwell then the angel say to him would you like to return to the dunya would you like to return to the world again his reply is a place of misery not a place of misery a place of hardship a place of difficulty no take me to the place where you are taking me towards and those moments when a person breathing his last those moments of life respect us very critical very crucial very painful how painful it's written it's more painful than a person being slashed by a sword 300 times has a musa ali salatu salam after he had left the world allah said oh musa how did you feel the last moments of your life musa ali salatu salam said wallah it was like skinning a live sheep this how i felt the last moments of my life and according to another narration oh allah it was like throwing a live bird in the fire this how i found the last moments of my life has umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhu asked has akab radiyallahu ta'ala anhu how does the soul leaves one the last moments has a cab said it's like taking a thin sheet placing it on a thorny tree and then pulling the sheet this is how the soul leaves one initially the soul is pulled out from the toes and it goes is brought up to the heel heel from the heel is brought up to the knees and when the soul reaches the throat that moment shaitan tries his level best he tries his level best to just 
to extract, to deprive, to snatch away this gift of iman which Allah has blessed this person with. If a person is punctual with the salah, which is namaz, then malakal maut, he distances shaitan away, moves him away. According to one hadith, it's reported that malakal maut, he goes in search and he records all those who perform their salah. And that person who is punk, who is in the habit of making miswak, inshallah, when he breathes his last, Allah will bless him with the kalima la illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. So when a person breathes his last, those moments of life are very critical, very crucial, very painful. And whoever we love, and whatever we love, whoever we admire, whoever's tariqah we emulate, system we practice, that person who is in the throes of death, he will see it. It's written of a person <coughs> who was addicted to alcohol. While he's breathing his last, he began saying, you take one sip and you give me one sip. You take one sip and you give me one sip. And he breathes his last. It's written of a person, day in, day out, day in, day out, he used to sell locks. And these locks were manufactured, made in Japan and China. So he began saying, Japan, China, Japan, China, when he was breathing his last. Because he was so much addicted, he was so much involved in the worldly, in the worldly gains. And as for the beloved servants of Allah, the chosen servants of Allah, when they were about to leave the world, they were, eager, they were looking eager to meet Allah. They were anxious, but at the same time they were afraid. As Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu, when he was about to leave the world, <coughs> his daughter began crying. He began consoling his daughter by saying, Oh my beloved daughter, don't cry. Why are you crying? So she said, If I don't cry for you, then for who should I cry? Then Abu Bakr at this moment, I dislike anyone's soul to be extracted, anyone's soul to be taken out except my soul. He is eager in meeting Allah. At the same time he says, Oh Hamran, I am afraid. Perhaps this gift of Iman may not be snatched away from me. Who says this? The greatest. After the Anbiya alayhi salatu salam, has Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Has Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. When he was about to leave the world, He's crying. Oh Abu Huraira, why are you crying? His reply was, the journey is lengthy. No provision. Very soon, they will place me in the lap of the grave. I whether I will enter Jannat or Jahannam. Who says this? As Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Marwan the governor, he comes to visit Hazrat Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. 
He makes dua, Marwan makes dua, Oh Allah, grant shifa to Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Hazrat Abu Huraira says, Oh Allah, makes dua, Allahumma inni, qa liqa'ak, Oh Allah, I love to meet you. Before Marwan could reach the marketplace, he received the news that Hazrat Abu Huraira left the world. Mansur rahmatullah alayhi was a great saint of Allah. Was a great sage of Allah among the leading saints of Allah. When he was breathing his last, he became very perplexed, very worried. So people said, Oh Mansur, this was not your condition before. Why are you so perplexed? His reply was, The journey is lengthy. I haven't traveled on this journey before. I haven't seen it. Very soon, they will place me in the lap of the grave, heaps of sand. I will see such scene which I haven't seen before. I will then meet the Creator, the King of all kings, Allah. And at the day of Qiyamah, when I will be summoned before Allah, if Allah asks me one question, O oh Mansur, can you provide one Subhanallah? which you recited solely for my pleasure, without the interference of shaitan, what answer will I give? And the scholars have written, that Mansur Rahmatullah was that leading saint of Allah, for 60 years, he did not even incline himself towards the world, and this is his condition. You speak to elders, when our mothers gave birth to us, what we knew, Nothing. The only thing we knew was to cry. Allah taught us to cry. When we came, what we had? Nothing. When we are to leave the world, when we are breathing our last, what will we take? Nothing. Empty-handed. So then who is then an intelligent person? Nabi Ali Salaam says, an intelligent person is he who remembers death. That person who remembers that constantly, his heart will remain alive. That will become easy for him. And that person who remembers that constantly, Allah will bless him with three bounties. First, he will hasten towards Tawbah. He will not delay in seeking repentance and making Tawbah. That person who delays in seeking repentance, making Tawbah, he will lose the essence of making tawbah. Second, he will be contented whatever provision, whatever sustenance Allah had blessed him with. And lastly, he will be eager, he will exert himself in the worship of Allah. Daily five angels descend from the heaven, five. And each one makes an announcement. The announcement of one angel is addressing the inmates of the grave. Why are you regretting? Addressing who? The inmate, the deceased people. Why are you regretting? And who is it that you envy? So the inmates, we had all the time to worship Allah. We had all the time to do what we wanted to. But we did not. Alas, we did not. And we envy who? 
We envy those who are alive, you and I respecting Allah. And unfortunate is that person who does not value what Allah has blessed us with. On the day of Qiyamah, when a person will beg, and say, oh Allah, send me back on the earth. Oh Allah, I will worship you. Oh Allah, I will obey you. Oh Allah, I will not disobey you. Allah will say to him, أَوَلَمْ نُعَمِّرْكُمْ مَا تَذَكَّرُ فِي مَنْ تَذَكَّرُ وَجَاءَكُمُ النَّذِيرِ Did I not give you a lifespan? If you wanted to correct yourself, you could have. If you wanted to worship me, you could have. Many signs came to you. When you felt sick, it was a sign, very soon you will leave this world. You attended many janazas. Every janazah is reminding you very soon, your janazah will be carried. Therefore respect the Allah's fortune, that person who values the life which Allah has blessed us with. So in conclusion, may Allah keep us all steadfast on Iman. May Allah grant us all death on Iman. And may Allah on the day of Qiyamah rise with Iman. May Allah accept whatever has been said.